Today on We Here, the show must go on. Jurassic World and The Bold and the Beautiful are going back into production for the first time since the shutdown. Michael Strahan admits he couldn't speak up behind the scenes on Live with Kelly. And watch out, Kylie Cosmetics. Kanye West might be making Yeezy Beauty products. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. <laughs> and I'm Ian Moore. Welcome to We Hear, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Yeezy, breezy, beautiful. I can't wait till we get to that Yeezy cosmetic line, Maggie. But but before that, we have a we have another blockbuster story. Yeah. Bringing in the hits. Okay. So different states are entering different phases of reopening. And we've learned that Jurassic World will film again. And the bold and the beautiful is actually going back into production on Wednesday. Yeah. So initially when you mentioned this story at the top of the show, Maggie, I thought that it was Jurassic World and bold and the beautiful were doing a collaboration and they were combining forces for a whole new series like a dinosaur, dinosaur drama, dinosaur soap opera, but no. So Jurassic World Dominion in a world where man has to wear uh, a mask on set. It, exactly. <laughs> in a time when hand sanitizer is not available. So Universal's Jurassic World Dominion is the next movie in the Jurassic World franchise starring Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. And so basically the movie was filming in the UK and it was a 20 week shoot and four weeks into the shoot, it had to shut down in March because of the coronavirus pandemic, which sounds like something out of the plot of a Jurassic World movie. (laughs) And um, now the film is actually, it's going to go back into production at Pinewood Studios in the UK, which is the famous film studio there. It's been reported that in order to shoot the movie now, Universal is going to pay $5 million to put in some added safety measures on the set while they shoot the movie. So basically, those safety measures are going to include, first of all, if you're not in front of the camera shooting a scene, you have to wear a mask. That makes sense. If you're not in the film, basically. So that means everyone from like PAs to the crew to hair and makeup. Yeah, or maybe even like other actors or like extras. I mean, I Mm -hmm. guess if you're not on camera in that, if you're not acting in that scene, Mm -hmm. you're wearing a mask. Yeah. So I guess instead of they're going to be like, instead of action, it's going to be like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) I I can't wait for them to have Jurassic Park branded masks that they hand out to the cast and the crew. And at the wrap party, you know, when this is all done, we'll be seeing (laughs) the pics of Chris Pratt wearing one. There's also going to be a private medical facility, okay, that's going to manage the entire cast and crew's medical requirements. They're going to have COVID testing. So they're going to be testing the crew at times throughout the production. They're going to test you when you get there. Um, The whole crew, the entire crew and cast is going to be antibody tested, and thousands of tests are expected to be carried out over the shoot period. Um, 
all the crew in the cast are going to be temperature tested every day and not allowed on site until they've completed these temperature tests. They're going to be 1,800 signs telling you what to do. They're going to be 150 hand sanitizer stations on the set. There's going to be a COVID training program. Um, Oh, and they're going to be doubly cleaning the set, including this thing where they're going to do these specialized antiviral sprays. So in the evenings, there's going to be an antiviral fog that they're going to shoot at the whole set. So they're going to fog the set with antiviral mist. That is the first time I have heard about that at all. That's fascinating. So I wonder what that means for all the technology that's on set. Obviously, it's Jurassic World. They're doing a ton of green screen and a ton of CGI and... That's a lot of yeah. wires that yeah. are going to get misted. Not only is there going to be a green screen, there's going to be something on the set called a green zone. Hmm. It's going to be a zone that's going to be policed to stop any untested crew from coming in. Wow. And there's going to be an additional security detail um, who are all going to be trained in COVID. So it's like, it is really a major undertaking in addition to shooting a movie like Jurassic World, which is a huge thing to begin with, to be testing everybody and they're going to be, you know, obviously if someone, they're going to be quarantining people if necessary and all this stuff. But um, it's good news for Hollywood, though, because, you know, during the coronavirus pandemic, um, people have been, you know, binge watching shows and movies. Mm -hmm. And there was this question in Hollywood, though, how could... Um, studios and production companies keep up the content to keep feeding the beast. Right. Um, So now this shows that movies are going back into production. There was some talk a month ago or so that maybe some smaller indie movies would be able to shoot it. They were going to try and figure out ways that they could shoot a small movie and the cast and the crew could sort of quarantine together in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure that out. But now we're seeing that this is like obviously a major production. Um, yeah. Five million dollars will get you a lot of precautions. Yeah, that's the thing is I actually think in a way it sh- shows how cost efficient it is, I guess, um, to take these measures because I get, you know, Five million bucks on Jurassic World Dominion. I mean, that's just like the, that's just like the snacks. Craft services, baby. This is Hollywood. Craft services, exactly. That's like the M and M's budget for this thing. Um, But you mentioned that Jurassic World isn't the only uh, production that's happening now. The Bold and the Beautiful is going to keep going. The soap. Yeah. So The Bold and the Beautiful, which you may know has been on since 1987. Oh, I know. (laughs) It's the first broadcast in the United States that will return to production since the shutdown began. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, out of all the soap soap operas that people are very loyal to, this one, I guess, had the most savvy producers to get it together to start filming today, Wednesday, June 17th in Los Angeles. Um, So there are new guidelines – don't sound as thorough as what's happening on the Jurassic Park film, but they are similar. The cast and the crew will be tested for coronavirus regularly, and everyone will work shorter days with staggered time. So that will limit the number of people who are on set at the same time. 
And they've even altered the scripts to accommodate these new procedures. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know what that means for script writing. Maybe you're cutting down on monologues or. Uh, I know have, what it means. What? I figured out. I think what it, it's going to be, you know, how on soap operas, there's always a lot of evil twins. Yeah. You know, and split personalities. And mm-hmm. like, there's always like one actor who plays two characters. There's going to be a lot of that. Like everyone's yeah. got, they're going to be evil triplets, evil quadruplets. A whole other um, family. Then you, then you have the whole, same person just playing the scene over and over. <laughs> they don't have to, they don't have to get close to another actor. This could actually mean great things for soap opera storylines. Like if you thought they were ridiculous before, I cannot wait to see what the writers do with these limitations. I'm sure there's going to be some juicy scoop that comes out of this, though. We got to keep an ear to the soap opera scene. Hey, yeah, maybe we could get a cameo on that. Um, yeah. Or Jurassic World. Yeah. Let's, they- shoot, let's not settle for less. So I guess one big hurdle for films to go back into production was their, the insurance issue. Could you get it? Could you keep your insurance? They were predicting that movies would have to shoot without insurance, but you can't shoot Jurassic World Dominion. You need insurance on that shit. So they have actually worked out to keep their insurance on this movie, which shows that other productions can do it too. And now the stars are going to be flying from LA to the UK, but they'll probably go on a private jet. Michael Strahan told ABC staff that he felt he couldn't, quote, speak up and raise his voice behind the scenes on Live and Kelly because he feared backlash as a black man. The Good Morning America host spoke out during a town hall on racism on June 4th. Yeah, apparently there was a meeting with Bob Iger. A source told us that at the meeting, Michael said that there were some very tense situations with executives who got argumentative and loud on the show. And he was very aware he couldn't speak up or raise his voice as he was worried he would be seen as threatening. Now, Michael Strahan didn't refer to live by name during this town hall meeting, but sources told us that he was referring to the show with his comments. And um, earlier this year, he had also talked about what his experience on the show was, saying that he thought he was hired to be a partner and not a sidekick. You'll remember he left with a lot of drama, which was widely covered by page six of the time when he left live with Kelly to move to Good Morning America. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this town hall came a few weeks before allegations of racism against ABC executive Barbara Fedita, who has now been placed on administrative leave as the company launches an investigation into her practices at ABC. Right. And that situation was talked about by the hosts of The View, right? So you've got mm-hmm. all these people on ABC are now talking about all the talent on ABC, I should say, is talking about what's going on behind the scenes of the network. Right. So Huffington Post published a story in which allegations were made against Fedita that included telling colleagues during contract negotiations with Good Morning America anchor Robin Roberts that the star wasn't being asked to, quote, pick cotton. Fedita allegedly also joked at a company lunch following mass shooting incidents asking attendees which ABC News employee would be the most likely to be an active shooter. Jesus. In the piece, there were also allegations that Fadida had said that Sonny Hostin, who's on The View, was, quote, low rent. 
And Sunny talked about it on The View. She said that she's someone who's been very vocal about growing up in public housing. And to hear that she had allegedly been called low rent was devastating to her. In a, in a statement that Fadida gave to Huffington Post through her lawyer, she said, I'm proud of my decades of work of hiring, supporting, and promoting talented journalists of color. And unlike these heartbreaking and incredibly misleading claims about me, that track record is well-documented and undeniable. Meanwhile, Peter Rice, who's the chairman of Walt Disney Television and co-chairman of Disney Media Networks, wrote that the report, quote, raised a number of deeply disturbing allegations that are in direct conflict with the values of our news division. We are committed to a work environment where everyone is treated with dignity and respect, and the leadership of the company takes these allegations very seriously. And Hostin, just so I have it, so Hostin sort of defended her, though, a little bit, right? Didn't she say, like, I I know that she's... I've never had an issue with her or something. Well, Whoopi Goldberg said a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So what? So what did the other v- women of the View say about this? Because obviously they're all very outspoken, and I'm sure Whoopi Goldberg had something to say. So Whoopi Goldberg said, "I know Barbara Fedita, and I don't think she's a racist. Everything I know about her doesn't say that she has this in her. But I will say that one of the things that everyone should always say, and I say it all the time, is let's find out because if it's true, she's gone." All you racists out there, we know you, we know you. And if you turn out to be in the walls of the building, we're tearing the building down. Meanwhile, Megan McCain and Joy Behart, you know, stood in solidarity with Sonny and talked about when you go after one of them, you go after all of them. And they were just really there to support her. Damn, women of the view. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. We've been um, reporting a lot on what's been going on at NBC but now, obviously, the headlines have shifted to ABC and what's going on there. I do think it's interesting that Strahan was able to talk about this, though, in this kind of anti-racism symposium that they were doing. In Sarah Nathan's report, she also mentioned that there were a group of other correspondents from ABC News who are based in Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, LA, and other places who were discussing the reality of reporting and race while sharing their own experiences with racial discrimination. Peter Rice, who's the new Disney TV chief, apparently sent a link of this meeting to all staff afterward. And um, we have heard that ABC News boss James Goldston has been holding quarterly meetings with a group of black anchors and correspondents. And the most recent of those meetings was last week. I should mention an ABC rep declined to comment when we asked them about this meeting and the comments that Strahan made. It's also interesting to see the Strahan issue from a different angle, right? Because remember when he left live with Kelly. There was the whole sort of falling out between him and Kelly Ripa. And Kelly mm-hmm. Ripa, I think, allegedly purposefully did not show up to work, kind of in protest the next day. And the idea was that ABC was moving Michael Strahan from her show to Good Morning America. So kind of a a higher profile gig, I guess you could say, for him, but that they didn't consult her beforehand and she was offended that they didn't consult her. So he did he has also uh, addressed that issue as well. He had said earlier this year of Kelly Ripa, I don't hate her. I do respect her for what she can do at her job. I cannot say enough about how good she is at her job. Meanwhile, we've also of course reported that her new co-host Ryan Seacrest now has his own issues where he had been sitting out a couple days of the show, right? Because he had looked a little off. Mm -hmm. Um, when he was hosting American Idol and 
people were worried about his health. And then there are reports that he's he has exhaustion from all his gigs. And there have been reports that he wants to move back to LA because he had relocated to New York to do live with Kelly and Ryan. So it's like, I don't know, Kelly's Kelly is their issues with whoever's sitting next to Kelly. And that's why the show will next be called Live with Kelly and Ian or Live with Kelly and Mian. Oh, yeah. We can, we can alternate because I find that that schedule is a little too demanding. If it doesn't work for Ryan Seacrest, it's definitely not going to work for us. Live <laughs> with Kelly and Yagi. <laughs> Kanye West is apparently dreaming big while in quarantine because on June 5th, his intellectual property holding company filed an application to trademark the Yeezy brand in the area of cosmetics, which means maybe he's thinking about launching cosmetics? Yeezy Breezy Cover Girl. Yeezy Breezy Beautiful. I I said that already. Mm, Maybe Um, she's born with it. Maybe it's Kanye West. Gee, your hair smells yeezrific. Hmm. I um. Well, what, yeah. I guess after this will be the next big thing after Fenty. I mean, I guess we should say first of all, intellect. Kanye is an intellectual property holding company. I, I don't have. I need to get one of those. Same. Um, the other thing that we should say is that this is. This line is not yet coming out. It's not in the works. This is one of those things where a a patent or copyright is applied for and it gives a hint of what people could see. Similarly, you know, when like Apple, you know, Apple applies for some patent for like a chip that's going to be implanted in your brain. And then people are, you know, then they know that that's the next could be the next Apple product. But um, I'm surprised Kanye isn't applying for a trademark on that. That seems super up his alley. <laughs> right. This Kanye zombie chip. I think yeah. that um, I actually think this is a great idea because Yeezy Cosmetics and and what also it's, it's not just cosmetics, right? What are some of the products that they've applied for in terms of this filing? Okay, so the category includes makeup like foundation and concealer. Toothpaste, deodorant, perfume, self-tanning lotion, hair care products. And this is really interesting. Some uniquely Kanye additions like incense, room fragrances, scented stones, and aromatherapy pillows. What is a scented stone? Like a rock that smells nice? Yeah, exactly. A scented stone. A Rolling Stones cover band consisting only of art teachers? I don't know. Scented stones. No, I think it's like that thing where it's like high end, it's like higher end incense, right? It's like I thought that's what a diffuser was. When you like check into like, I don't know, but it's like you go to like a spa in the Hamptons and like there's a little plate with some scented stone. They say like hope on them. Yeah, yeah, they say exactly <laughs> that's a scented stone. I guess Yeah, or like what are those sticks? You know, those like it, like it's sort of replaced incense because incense is like a diffuser. Be, is that you a diffuser? The, those sticks in that sticks, oil? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and like a Yeezy diffuser. A but diffusy. These diffusy. These, <laughs> these are things like okay, aromatherapy pillow, incense, room fragrance, scented stones. Like these seem to be calming, and I don't know if I would consider Kanye 
to be an authority on chilling out. Yes, but Kanye, he needs to try to calm down. You know what yeah. I mean? So he's like probably using all these things. It's also, this is one of those things where you think, oh, this is a terrible idea. This would be a disaster. And I'm sure it would be a massive hit. I think a Yeezy fragrance yeah, would be unisex. very big. First of all, it could replace Polo as the go-to cologne of eighth grade dances, at least. I mean, if it sort of trickles down to that level. But also, can't you imagine, you know how like Yeezy goes off on these kind of wackadoodle diatribes? And it's like, could you imagine... You know how well no with fragrances like they always describe like it's got it has like you know top notes of moss and blackberries and thistle and you know whatever but can you imagine what would be in the Yeezy fragrance like the list of of scents would be it would be like genius 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 and genius yeah but it'll be like notes it, are it, genius I think it would be like genius broccoli. Sandalwood. Sandalwood, like unicorn must. A lot of property in Wyoming. Unicorn must. Unicorn musk. Right. The the dirt, like the the dirt in Wyoming and like the smell. Like it would just be, I, I think it would be pretty big. The only thing about it is when I think of Yeezys, I mean, I've never, I've never smelled Kanye. I mean, I, bet ne- <laughs> I mean, I w- I think you're right with this fragrance thing because the Kardashians have launched a bunch of fragrances before. And remember when Khloe Kardashian was married to Lamar Odom, they had, I think it was called like Unbreakable, some super popular unisex scent. And then Kim has all the bottles that look like her body. Like, yeah. I think they're the making Lamar, money on fragrance. The, yeah. I, but also Kylie, I mean, piggybacking on the Kylie. I mean, I know that Forbes took her down a peg by saying, you know, she's not a billionaire, but then they said she's worth $900 million. So it's not like this makeup line isn't working out. And then it's like, you look at what, you know, Rihanna's done. I don't know. So I could see the easy thing working out. And also apparently his clothing line, apparently, reportedly, according to Yeezy's record keeping, is a a billion dollar industry. I mean, with his shoe line and stuff like that. So I think it could be kind of big. I, I would definitely be willing to give it a shot. I can't wait till this stuff comes out. We we could use some of this. I mean, also the thing about, yeah, it could be good because you know how like the overriding color palette of his clothing line is just, it's kind of beige. Yep. Isn't it? Is it like all the clothes are like one color? I think he could come up with some pretty good sense. It's like he might not have common sense, but he could have some pretty good smelling sense. That's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. Send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back next week with more Page Six exclusives. See you then. (laughs) 